You, me, them, everybody. Do it live. You, do it live. You, do it live. Me, them, everybody. Do it live. You, do it live. You, do it live. You, do it live. Please, won't you be my neighbor, neighbor and friend? Hello, everybody. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. We made it. We're all here. My mother is here for the first time, ladies and gentlemen. My mother is here. She doesn't know how to use the internet, so... Why would you clap for that? She fucked me out, and that was it. And now I'm here on the stage, and I'm talking to you. That's all that's ever happened, and now I'm here. She's, uh... I'm moving. I'm moving away from Chicago. I know. Yeah, boo. Thanks for all of your support. Uh... Uh, it's been quite common. My mother told me today, I just want to think of something that makes me feel better. I just want to think of something that makes me feel better, everybody. I can't think of anything. She raised me to be rich, and I am not rich. And I don't want to be rich. I want to be rich. That's a lie. I want to be, be a billionaire. I want to be as rich as a slave owner with that much power. But it's just not happening. Because I made the wrong decisions. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a stockbroker. I don't know how the stock market works, and I'm fine with that. I'm very fine with that, but I'm very angry. And I realize the only time I'm not furious at myself and the people that love me and the people that loathe me are when I'm between two and three drinks. Between two and three drinks is the best feeling I've ever had in my life. It's consistent. And yes, my mom is not an alcoholic. She doesn't drink. And that's why she's miserable. And I think we could change that. I'm not saying shots here, people. She's an adult. We're adults here. We're not doing shots. By the way, thanks for uh, coming out. Uh, it is Monday night football, and the Bears are playing. And I have this shitty mustache and this coat, which makes me look shitty and murdery. But I'm between two and three drinks, so I feel pretty good. The, the problem with the two to three drink ratio is it's very easy to skew it. If you go to the wrong establishment, you can only afford one drink because you like things like comedy and that makes no money. You like things like music and that's just pointless, let's be honest. By the way, our guests tonight are great. We have Thomas Connor, who's the Sun-Times pop music critic. We have uh, Marty DeRosa and the last time Marty was here, people literally peed their pants and we have the music of Daniel Knox and uh, Daniel Knox... <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Why didn't anybody clap for Marty? Oh, come on. That's why he's a sad clown. He's a sad clown, everybody. Listen, I want to I love all of you. I can't. I hate all of you. But that's my fault. This is my fault, and I'm trying to be better about this. Ma, really? I can hear you up here. How you doing, Mom? She's waving. She's miserable. She's always trying to kill herself. I'm always trying to kill myself. It's not a good system. Here's what we need to do. We need to figure out a way for me and all of you to be between two and three drinks at all times. I'm never going to have money, so we need a sponsorship. Jim Beam, Jack Daniels, I don't care. Anything but well. I'm not a hobo. I'm not drinking well whiskey for the rest of my life. I've made that decision, and I'm sticking to it. That's my one platform for when I run for office. No well whiskey. Listen. Yeah? Junior, are you drinking well whiskey? No, you bought me a jack. There it is, everybody. He's drinking fine whiskey, and that's why we're friends. I'm miserable. I want to be happy. This show is going to make me happy. Ladies and gentlemen, for the next hour and however long it lasts, I will be very, very happy to be in your presence. Stick around. Uh, Jeremy Tromberg is going to play piano. Esmeralda is the co-host. We're going to have a lot of fun. Thanks for coming. Jeremy, please play something for the love of God. 
That's good, buddy. That's good. We're having a... Oh, am I on? What's up? Am I on? Yeah, you're on. Could everybody hear everybody? Hello? Yeah. I was going to say we're having a piano extravaganza tonight. We are having a piano extravaganza. Um, piano all the time. Merle and I uh, do a podcast from my tiny West Town apartment, uh, which I will be moving out of. Um, not so much because I'm moving out of the city, but because I was robbed twice and have stayed for another year because I believe in masochism. I'm very dumb, everybody. Merle and I worked in extravaganza. We worked the gourmet Chicago thing, and that's where um, really rich people try food that's okay. And uh, that's what happened for the last two days. We worked ungodly hours. Yes. We worked a few 12-hour days in a row on the weekend, and those are the Lord's days. So we owe the Lord some days. But um, here's the thing. It cemented my hatred of the rich, and that's insane. I'm just jealous. That's, I think that's quite all right. No, it's not all right. <laughs> um, I didn't drink nearly enough. I didn't drink at all. I'm miserable. We got to get off this page right now. Okay, how was your experience? What was the best part about the uh, experience? What was the worst? Uh, the worst was seeing... Um, uh, apparently, rich people don't seem to have manners at all. Because they are fucking rich, they think that they can just not move when you say excuse me um and then i wish i could have just hit them really hard i think about five times each day i murdered i murdered i mentioned to esmeralda uh when someone wouldn't make eye contact when we asked them uh, excuse me or uh, pardon me i would say relatively loudly they deserve to get their throat slit and i said it loud enough where you can hear me clearly you heard it i thought i was gonna get fired i kept calling people cunts Nothing. It just washed right over. I'm it was just delightful. Thinking there'd be a lot of blood strewn throughout Millennium Park that day. Millennium Park is a is a very fantastic park. Uh, don't ever leave the loop, because all of these neighborhoods are awful. That's why I'm moving everybody. Potholes. Pot- I don't drive. I hate potholes. <laughs> all right. I don't. What's wrong with me right now? This is a weird show already. It was. This it is, is an, it an was. odd show. Put it back on track. Say something clever and funny where people like you. Uh, my favorite part was seeing um, a girl just standing there. I walked by her, just standing there. She bends over and just pukes. What she just puked. You? And then she got back up and was like, I'm good. Did she drink? Did she have a wine glass in her hand? Oh, by the way, when I you wish. enter the park, you get a wine glass. A glass wine glass. Every single time a drink was emptied, they threw out the glass. Totally fine. It was, ki- <laughs> was kind of great. Yeah. I kind of loved it. And we were washing dishes with Fiji water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fuck you, poor people. Water from Fiji. We are rinsing out their dirty beer glasses. It was great. Um, let's bring some guests on the stage because this is not going well. Let's be honest. They're better than us. They're not. Wouldn't say they're. Yeah, they're better than us. Um, <laughs> one of the reasons why I asked this guy to come on stage is because um, actually all three of these people, I thought I could do their job at one point, and I can't. And they're very talented, and that's what I like to surround myself with. So coming to the stage is the brand new uh, pop music critic for the Chicago Sun Times. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Thomas Connor, everybody. Thomas Connor. There you go, buddy. How are you, Thomas Connor, from not Omaha? Not Omaha. I'm peachy. I don't have a mustache, but I'm doing all right. You don't have a mustache. I don't have one either. I don't think. You know, I do tell I'm impressed every day by your lack of mustache. Okay, good. (laughs) <laughs> Thomas Connor, you write uh, about music. Is that correct? I do. Why did That's you? What I do. Why did you want to do this? Oh, I was one of those music geeks from long, long ago. Did you ever uh, play in a band? No, I know just enough chords on the guitar to be very troublesome. Why is that a good thing or a bad thing? Why does that matter? I don't know any chords, and I've played a hundred shows. 
<laughs> I've broken four guitars on stage. Doing this? Doing this. Before the mustache? No, that's the thing. Maybe I was just angry. The mustache wrangles in my guitar smashing abilities. Or I'm just out of guitars. How's music? Is it good? <laughs> Why should people like music? Be it's as abstract as possible. <laughs> music is good. Music is happy. Music makes us feel better. What kind of music do you like? Oh, I am fairly rooted in what I was listening to. I mean, personally, I'm fairly rooted in what I was listening to as a teenager, which was, you know, early 80s, post-punk, new wave kind of stuff. So, like, The Cure and Mission uh, of Burma, and, yeah, Gang and, of Four. You know, Smiths, Chameleons, R.E.M. So you like XTC. the Smiths? Yes. Have you ever been happy? Yes. Uh, give me one I happy include, experience in your life. I included XTC in there, too, so that there's a happy side to that. Yay, XTC fans? There's a large XTC crowd here. Yeah, 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 that's what we're known for. That's why we're packed on Monday nights. We're the only XTC bar in the city. (laughs) Wow. By the way, are you... Nine discs of the rarities later. Sir, that clapped. Are you wearing an Andrew Bird shirt? I am. Stay literate, Uh, man. That's great. Oh, that's so great. You like violins, don't you? Oh, that's nice. Do you like violins, Thomas? I do. I'm a a folk music guy, too. You're a folk... How do you feel about the French horn? Um, there's a guy in the building next to us who practices it, and so sometimes I'm not feeling really great about it. Yeah. It's a weird-looking instrument, huh? Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> What's the weirdest-looking instrument? Is it a didgeridoo, or is that just the most fun to say? That's the most fun to say. Uh, I don't know. What would be the weirdest-looking instrument? Tubas are threatening to me. Tubas are fun. They could yes. eat you. Tubas can eat you. That's what it looks like. You. you could fit, like, four infants in a tuba. And then blow them out. And if they're fat infants, you could fit three, and it's very cute. <laughs> you can make a calendars of babies and tubas. You want to do that with me, Thomas Connor from the Chicago Sun-Times? Let's do it. When you think of, I'm going to, when you uh, thought that uh, you wanted to become a critic, did you think that one day you'd be harassed on a stage uh, like this? Well, I knew I wasn't getting any higher than this. That's no. right. This is the best show ever, and uh, I told about... Four anecdotes about how I wanted to murder. So you've got to feel really comfortable. We just met, and we're best friends now. Did you, you know that? You keep merging the murder and the mustache. I'm There's a reason. How long has the mustache been around? Two hours. Wow, you're manlier than I am. My girlfriend's out of town. It's time to murder. <laughs> what made you want to do this? Just because you like everyone, not everyone, most, my mother, mom, you don't like music, do you? Not a fan? You like Chelsea Handler, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thomas, why are you laughing at my mom? Because she likes Chelsea Handler? No. Okay. You don't like stereotypical comedy? It's the <laughs> Did best. you watch the Grammys? Did you watch the Grammys, Mom? With Chelsea? Yeah, because you know what's funny about that, Thomas? She, didn't, no, he, she the, didn't host the Grammys. The VMAs, the VMAs. The, that means Video Music Awards. Mom, did you watch? You watched the Video Music Awards? She, was she any good? She was really good, by the way. <laughs> did you know that, Thomas? I, I had that opinion some of had the time. had an inkling. Yes. Uh, what made you want to do this? Um, I started off in journalism in college. Uh, I, was, I thought I was going to be you know, a political kind of reporter. I was going to be Hunter S. Thompson, but I didn't have the constitution for that. When you, um, when you said you wanted to be like Hunter S. Thompson, do you mean like the philandering and the drug use and the suicide, or do you mean the uh, Ralph Steadman artwork? The Ralph Stedman artwork and the, and and the political writing and that's well no I I, I tried the drugs but I like I what said what drugs I didn't did you try Thomas Connor no let's, we're not going to go down that road <laughs> well I, that's why we do a pre-interview sir 
you can't list every drug you've ever had and how much you make yearly and your religious beliefs for me right now? No, sexual no. partners and preferences and sexual acts? Well, we can... <laughs> okay, I understand. <laughs> Who do you like in Chicago in terms of music? What bands are, uh, people, should people know about? Well, uh, what is out there? I just, what did I just hear recently? Um, I'm still learning a lot about uh, basically Chicago-based bands at this point. Um, I'm going out to see, uh, what is it, Local H and the oh, wait, new, wait, wait. Uh, You've Scott never, Lucas. Have you ever seen Local H? Uh, I saw them years and years ago wow. when, they, when they had their, their one sort of flirtation with... With some sort of national success. Yeah, that was like 96, 97 would be yeah, as good as Dead Tour. Yeah, it was, I want to say it was 98 probably when I saw him. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, that's funny because I've seen that guy do cokes like 10 times. <laughs> and you've yelled at him. And I've yelled at him. He's hit on my girlfriend like 12 times. The first two was like, that's pretty cool. You know, it's like Scott Lucas. Then it's like, what the fuck? You live in an apartment. I live in an apartment. You're not better than me. I know how to play drop D. I do, Thomas. You want some demos of mine? Can you do it now? <laughs> yeah, I can do it now. Let's jam. Do you ever jam out with French horns and tubas with your neighbor? No. Do you play any instruments? No, like I said, I've, I've you know, fiddled around with a guitar, but nothing major. Could I give you a list of bands that I think you should uh, listen to and base them just on their musical merit and not the asshole that I am? Yes. Okay. I'm not taking notes, but I will White remember. Mystery. You know White Mystery, correct? No, I don't. You know what? Oh, White Mystery. They're great. They played this show. Alex White is uh, an amazing... It's Garage Rock. That's the best Garage Rock band. Have you heard of Daniel Knox? Yes. Have you heard, have you heard his music? Uh, as, of, as of this show, yes. Oh, great. He's, he's my absolutely favorite uh, guy that's living. I say living because uh, <laughs> he's like tied with the dead to me. Not the band, the dead, but <laughs> like... I, I like Kurt Cobain. I'm angry. Okay? Uh... Have you, you know John Lankford. You know the whole Bloodshot crowd. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you know... What's good hip-hop in Chicago? I don't know. Really? You didn't do any research on great hip-hop without prompt? Is it because I'm brown? Yeah, that's exactly why. <laughs> cool kids. I'm sorry, kid I don't. Sister. That's okay. No, that's not what kid I'm thinking about. BBU. Something. Do you know BBU? Hmm. Oh, you don't know BBU? You got to get some BBU. You know Serengeti? <laughs> I know of them. Serengeti. Great performer. He's great. That's, what? The kick is blocked. The kick is blocked, everybody. The kick is blocked. I'm assuming, since we're in this bar and I'm wearing this coat, Chicago blocked the kick. Dan, is the score still 10-7? Yeah. For those listening in the future, the score, <laughs> as of 9-36, 10-7, Packers. Uh, you're from Oklahoma. I am. Um, are you not there anymore because it's an awful place, or this is where the job is? Uh, this, well, this is where the job was. Uh, I moved here about five years ago. It, uh, but Oklahoma is not a great place, no. What's wrong with Oklahoma? Just ugly and dirty. Um, it is about as well. It's about as red a state as you can get. It's not ugly and dirty. It's uh, you know. Oklahoma but the City's souls of the people beautiful. in Oklahoma just filthy is what you're saying. No, I wouldn't say that. Too They're, red for you. Too, very red for me. Yes. So what you're saying is you're a bleeding heart liberal. Uh, I've been accused of that. Yes. So you're against making lots of money. Yes. Well, okay. Hello, I'm a journalist. That's right. Do you regret your decision? Which decision? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Doing this show, working at the Sun Times. No, not at all. I, I really enjoy uh, the Sun Times. I've I've had some some good stuff there and worked with some good people. And it's I, I, of all the newspapers in town, I would rather work for the Sun Times. Why is that? Um, 
the Sun Times is. I mean, I like where they're. I like where we're coming from, but it's you know it's a fun. It's a more fun place to work. It's the scrappy underdog. We get to do. We have so much less, but you know it feels like we get to do more because you know we just we're able to kind of run around and be the the scrappy underdog guys. Does that actually matter if you're doing music journalism? Because you don't um, really need the Sun-Times to get tickets to a show. I, I just lie and get tickets to shows all the time. It's very easy. By the way, if you want tickets to shows, people, uh, make up a uh, name of a publication, readership, and send no clips, and you'll get whatever you want. So just so you know, it's so, very yeah, easy. Some, sometimes that works. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But do you need a publication like that to do what you do? Or could you just do this on your own? Well, I mean, you know, at, at like Lollapalooza, there was the table for the Sun-Times and the table for the Tribune. And then in the media area, you had all these bloggers from all over the place, from all over the nation, uh, places you've heard of, places you hadn't heard of. Um, so you can, you know, as long, you can come up with your own sort of publication to do something like this. But, you know, as long as you've got some kind of clout, some kind of readership that you can show, that sort of thing. You were nervous to do the show. I'm horribly nervous. I have horrible stage fright. I don't You're know. great. I don't it's know. Really I didn't used stage. to have that. I don't know why that came up. I used to be, you know, when I was in high school, I was a show choir kid, I, which looked nothing like Glee at the time, I assure you. Um, but, you know, I, Thomas, yeah, look around then, in I've, this bar. Do you think anyone here watches Glee? You think dudes in black <laughs> t-shirts watch Glee? No, we're miserable. We need Glee in our life. I we're gleeless. Glee. Everybody gleeless. Glee is a TV show. Starring Jane Lynch. Do you like Jane Lynch? I do. Great. Glee is a show that uses pop music shamelessly for its Yeah, it's awful. Yes. Do you like that show? Off and on. I've seen him do some funny things, but I, I just I think it's a strange thing that they're doing with in pop music. In two years, I'll be old enough to play a high school cast member in Glee. <laughs> <laughs> and what will your name be? Christian. <laughs> <laughs> No last name. I will die in like two episodes. I'll have leukemia. <laughs> we'll Starting sing. with Cancer Boy from Kids in the Hall. Oh, you like Kids in the Hall? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> do you realize how many people read your stuff every single day and you're nervous to do this? Yeah, but I'm so much more comfortable doing that because I can gather my thoughts before I actually present something in publication. Different people, Thomas. I know. Uh, for those that are listening at home or on the subway or in a subway or in a metro. Don't worry. The train will be here soon. <laughs> what should people do if they want to be a journalist now? If they want to write about music, what should they be doing? If they want to write about music, you know, people ask me all the time if there's some sort of qualification for it and it's not like it's not like in journalism school I studied music journalism per se. I don't. I'm still not even aware of a lot of classes like that. Um, you need journalism basics. You need you know to know the basic kind of who, what, when, where, why, how to source a story, that kind of thing. How to interview somebody, namely. Um, not like this. Is it? Right. Because um, I like truth. Truthiness. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the best, Thomas. Continue. Sorry, you might punch me. This is great. But um, you know, you need it's it's a lifelong kind of thing. You just need you need some sort of interest in music that that goes back and shows that you've you know thought about it and listened to some you know listened to some stuff and gone to some shows and been able to 
sort of bring something out of it more than just a reaction to I like it or I didn't like it. Yeah. When you record, when you review an album versus a live show, is it different? Does it matter? Could an awful musical performance at a live show transcend and just be amazing and you could give it a really positive review? Or is the thing that matters the most the performance? Let's be honest. Iggy Pop is an awful singer, but he's the best front man of all time. Oh, yeah. So does it matter? Does, does the performance matter? Does the performance matter? Do you have to be in key? Does, uh, do, or oh, is, an amazing, is an amazing musical performance transcend really boring performance? I've seen, I've heard, I've heard crappy albums and gone to the show and had my mind blown, if that's what you're, if that's what you're after. It's yeah. part of it. Um, you know, there are, there are all kinds of, there are studio, I mean, we brought up XTC. XTC is a band that, you know, they hated live performance and, and eventually just stopped performing altogether. But created you know these album they sort of, they sort of looked at the album as their artwork so to speak I, I remember interviewing Andy Partridge and he was saying you know I hated live performance and he, I think the comparison he used was you know they didn't they never asked Picasso to go around and paint the same painting over and over again in every city yeah um, you know what they did at uh, at the Gourmet Chicago they had the same guy paint the same blue moon painting about four times a day <laughs> So he was yeah, like the was cover that? band of Picasso. No, I saw that. And people were, like, just strangers coming up were painting it. But they were painting good. Was it like a paint by colors? It was a paint, paint by, by colors. <laughs> and if they had a blue, they had four people do the same painting. Or was it like watercolor where you just paint it with water and then it comes up real with colors? Paint. It was real paint. It was really expensive paint. They just threw on the lawn. It was great. So now the Millennium Park is beautiful. Go there now and it's, see the blue moon picture that uh, they probably made. With the I'm going to close this interview with pitches to you for story ideas. You don't have to, This is serious. <laughs> I'm not fucking around. I only fuck around for the first You're leaving town time. and you're pitching me? Yeah. I'm not, not for me to write, but for you to be like, maybe this will work. <laughs> and I'm very smart. Hear me out. Bo Diddley. Bo Diddley is a center of rock and roll. You can trace everything to Bo Diddley and everything from Bo Diddley. Amen. Why not have an entire Sunday section about Bo Diddley? Like you get the same Elvis section every year, the same Johnny Cash section every year, specifically during the Christmas season. Maybe like the box sets that should be and do a Bo Diddley one. I think that would be beautiful. You're I know. Like, you're like Johnny Fever. Who, who's going to teach the kids about Bo Diddley? That's right. He's the best. Number two, Curtis Mayfield. Curtis Mayfield is the bridge between uh, vocal group to soul to psychedelic rock. He's also the bridge for Chicago from uh, mainstream, uh, not mainstream, but in-house label to own label and owning all your stuff and going from producer to from performer to producer. The what psychedelic about? rock connection is interesting. Why oh, you definitely. Make that with Curtis Spe- Mayfield. Specifically, check out your mind, which is a later era yeah. song. Um, that that's the key. I think. I think that would be a great piece. Hear me out here, sir. Now you, you, know, you might be thinking about this, right? I am thinking about it. That's interesting. I'm very smart, sir. Um, you, I think there should be a giant piece about the aftermath of the mid-era alternative rock explosion that was, you know, uh, it, about Chicago specifically, how we've been ignored pretty much since 96, 97, and how that's actually good for us because though most of us leave for a reason to make it, quote-unquote, it makes the performer better. You have a, you have a weird um, strength that you don't have if you go to New York or LA and start there. You don't have a shitty second, third, and fourth album. You probably don't even get a first album in Chicago. That's kind of... What about that? But Liz Fair is rapping now. 
So everything's you like rich right. kids, huh? Like Liz yeah. Fair from Evanston. Where are you going? DC. DC. Yeah. Why DC? Girlfriend got the job there, and I like poverty. Because uh, three fourths of the city is shitty. <laughs> Only two thirds of the city in Chicago is shitty. So I need to go somewhere worse. And I'm a big Donovan McNabb fan. I love the Redskins. And what music are you going to listen to in DC? Just going to cry Bad into brains. a tuba. Fugazi. I'm listening to Fugazi. <laughs> uh, I'm going to not drink anymore because I'm dumb. Uh, Thomas, we have gifts for you. Uh, let's give him gifts, and then we're going to ask him one more question. Mm-hmm. What do we have for Thomas? You got, um, since you've been here five years, but this will get uh, <laughs> you to know Chicago better, a dirty box Excellent. of uh, Monopoly. Chicago in a box. Nice. I heard just someone sign. Does someone want it? Too bad. Too bad. Thomas Connor from Thomas the Chicago Connors. Thomas Connors. By your own. I'll have to go to Guthrie's and play board games with everybody. Uh, I'm also giving you a 45 of, because every time I see this, and no one knows what it is, it's Suzanne Vega's Luca. Oh, my God. She's coming here in a couple weeks, too. Oh, look at that connection. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's about a boy who's abused. Did you? Like have, you were just is this from your own collection? <laughs> no, it's, it's from my collection. It's forty-five that we just hard. have. And then nice. uh, what was that noise? See, ooh, was that about it. the dirty box on your lap? No, I love Suzanne Vega. Oh, oh, that's good. And then and a uh, some Joan really, Jet pins. Who knows the forty-fives? Oh, we have Joan Jet pins. Yes. Wow. Did you want them? Not anymore. Too bad. Yeah. Joan Jet, she can still rock your ass off. I really wanted to have sex with Joan Jett the first time I saw her, and I didn't know she was gay. I was 13. She's not. She's got a... Well, I guess yeah, that really, doesn't matter anymore, really? does it? Okay. <laughs> Thomas, we're going to close this interview like we close any interview that I remember the book. Pick a number between 1 and 260. 178. 178. This is a question from the Kids Book of Question, an awful, awful book by uh, Gregory Stock, PhD. Of all the things you could imagine doing when you grow up, which one would most please your parents? Question mark. <laughs> Most disappoint them. Here's why it's an awful book, ladies and gentlemen. The second question isn't capitalized. It should be a comma, and then most disappoint them. If you're going to ha- have a question mark, it should be capitalized. Right, journalist? I'm glad you're not my editor. Am I wrong? No, you're right. Then why would you say that? Because <laughs> I'm not funny. <laughs> oh. Um. <laughs> He said it so matter-of-fact. <laughs> what would make my parents most happy? And most disappointed. And most disappointed. Well, this was not the most enlightening career choice <laughs> oh, for them, man. believe me. Um, Great. Are you going to kill yourself after this? <laughs> no. Good, Am don't. I coming off horribly dour? Yeah, you oh, are. Lord. I like is... the Smiths. My parents don't like me. That's what you just said. Condensed. No, they won't like this. Oh, they won't like this. They won't like this. It wasn't him. It was this. No, the, my mother doesn't know how to use the internet either. She'll, she'll never hear this. What is that about mothers and internets? Mom? Internet. What's the problem? It's not a problem. OkCupid. Mom? OkCupid's a website where you can meet dudes to bang. Craigslist. Instant banging. Not uh, anymore. Yeah, oh, come Sorry. on. You put a blender. You know what that means. Does your mom know what that means? Oh, no. Thomas, you put up with so much abuse for me. I'm so sorry. What would please your parents the most and disappoint them the most? Oh, what would please them? <laughs> I don't know. I've been trying to please my parents for so many years. I was going to say it hasn't happen. happened yet, I guess. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah. Let's just stare at each other till everyone <laughs> leaves the bar. No. 
Thomas, uh, people can read you every day or every third day. How is it? I read um, you in the Sunday section. Every so often, yeah. I've, uh, my regular column is Fridays in our weekend section. Um, the blog is, is always on uh, blogs.sometimes.com slash music. Um, and, yeah, whenever I've got something to say, it's on there. And Thomas Connor is a very, very nice man, and he might hurt me if you don't all clap for him now. So, ladies and gentlemen, please clap for Thomas Connor. Jeremy, you're good. Ladies and gentlemen, the man playing piano for us is Jeremy Tromberg. Jeremy Tromberg is in two. Wow. Hey, Thomas. Hey, Thomas, here are two bands that you might be interested in. The Ragtones and Otter Petter, both Chicago bands, both bands that I enjoy. And uh, coming to the stage right now, drinking a delicious Miller Lite is Death. How are you doing, Death? I'm good. I'm doing good. Why are you here? Why are you always following me, Death? Because um, I think you're gonna die soon, aren't you? You you would know, Death. I don't know. Actually, no. I'm just kidding. I'm hungry. Um, can I have one of these apples? Yeah, yeah. Go take an apple, Death. Was, everybody. Uh, I was waiting for Claudio to come in. Oh, Claudio. Did you touch Claudio? Uh, maybe. I don't remember. Problem solved. He's dead. Okay. Thanks, Death. Don't clap for Death. He wasn't funny. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if Claudio's coming. Coming to the stage is um, one of my favorite people and a very funny stand-up. And uh, I hope all of his stand-up friends continue to play on their phones while he performs. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage, one of my favorite soon-to-be yours, Marty DeRose, everybody. Please put your hands together for Marty DeRose. What's going on, everybody? Uh, okay. All right. This is, your, is this your phone right here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I get you your phone and your drink? Yeah, do that. All right. There you go. Yeah. It's run a very professional show here. Thanks, buddy. There you go. All right. How's everybody doing? All right. Fantastic. It's nice to be here. I, I did a show the other night, and this, uh, this woman in the crowd, she said I look like uh, Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I get that, and when I, when I shave my beard, I get uh, Rachel Maddow quite a bit. But usually, usually I'm wearing like a really nice lady's pantsuit, and I'm uh, shuffling up papers, and really just giving it to conservatives, you know? So I understand where the confusion is there. A lot of times I'll do these open mics. There'll be like 30, 40 comedians, and uh, like a running theme with a lot of comedians, they'll do this joke where they're like, I got so drunk last night. When I woke up, it was like an episode of CSI. You know, like things were moved around their apartment or whatever. And I always hear that joke, and I go, yeah, whatever. But the other night, I got really drunk, woke up, and it was just like an episode of CSI. Not that things were moved around by my apartment, but uh, I had had sex with David Caruso. <laughs> I woke up, I'm like, DC, all right, buddy, how we doing? So that's my uh, brush with David Caruso fame. Is it weird watching me from... Does everyone always say this? Is it weird watching me do comedy from behind? Only when they don't know. And everyone, do they sound like that too? Is it weird when they do comedy and you guys look at me from behind? We only book 80s comics that roll up their sleeves, so yeah. Well. It's normal. (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) That's a lie, and you're lying to your audience and your listeners right now. 
So when you leave, is the podcast over? Yeah, yeah. It all burns down. We burn everything oh, down. Oh, fuck yeah. I like that. <laughs> this could get burnt down. It's not going to be a huge deal, right? No, no. It's fine. Oh, I like the Hungry Brain because I do shows downtown at these fancy nightclubs. And uh, they have bathroom attendants there. All right, someone's cheering for bathroom attendants. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, are you a bathroom attendant, whoever yelled? Or did the Bears score a, a, a point? What did they do? Go ahead, what happened? Everyone wants to know now. Touchdown, Bears. Yeah! Yay! Great. <laughs> Thanks, Jay Cutler. You just ruined my bathroom joke. What an asshole, you know? That would be funny if you booked him for the show and he had to bail on the Bears to do this. And he's like, I'm a big fan of Weatherby's. I got to be here. This is amazing. Like, but what about the Bears game, though? Cutler? What's his first name? Jay. Jay? What about the Bears name? Jay? I just call him Cutler. We went to high school together. <laughs> Cutler, bro, why aren't you playing? Uh, I'm doing uh, You, Me, Them, and Everybody at the Hungry Brain. It would be bad. Now, you're the music critic, right? You replaced uh, Regattas. Oh, my God. What is going on with his neck? <laughs> Holy shit. His neck is bigger than my apartment. I want to I get a one-bedroom in his neck. He's that... Oh, that is... Do you, are you guys friends? Yes. That's cool. I mean, well, I'm still going to make fun of him. I don't care. It's not... Oh I'm, oh, I'm so sorry you're friends with him. Do you guys argue? Do you, you argue with the... Do you hate the uh, Tribune critic? Who's the Tribune critic? What's his deal? Oh, Greg Cott, it's still him. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Okay. It's great. I just want to punch D. Regattas in there because I see him at shows sometimes and I want to punch him in the neck. I don't think it would hurt him at all. I don't think he would feel a thing. And he'd be like, what just, what just happened right here? That's what I'm into, punching music critics in the neck. Not you. You have a very, a very nice neck. <laughs> Fat necks, I'll punch the shit out of fat necks. And Dira Goddess has the fattest neck. He walks by and black eyes are like, damn, you got a fat neck. Check out this motherfucker's neck here. But that's just, you know. And he's got the little goatee. It's like, that's the goatee that I like. That just shows like, no, there's like a chin somewhere there. That's why I have this goatee. It's there. It's... But I do this uh, show at this nightclub downtown, and they have a bathroom attendant. And uh, every time I see a bathroom attendant, I'm like, oh, great. Now I have to pay a dollar every time I pee, and I have to actually wash my hands, you know? <laughs> Not like the good old hungry brain. <laughs> Is there a, a soap and paper towels back there tonight or no? Yeah. Liar. Is it just because your mom was here? You're like, guys, my mom's we gotta coming. We got to get soap and paper towels in the bathroom because if my mom goes in there... I, I will not use the men's bathroom here, too. And there's, like, two girls anyway. I just use the women's bathroom here. It's not a creepy thing. It's just that men's bathroom's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just joking. You, you clean it? No. You don't have to clean it? You delegate that to one I'm of your supposed- minions here? Yeah. I love how you have, like, minions here. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Do the comedians talk to you this much while they're doing their sets, or are they trying to, like, put down a real, real fresh set for the Internet? Fresh set. Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> I don't really do fresh sets. You guys play Guitar Hero? Yeah. All right. Don't act like you don't. You all play Guitar Hero. <laughs> Even the musicians here play Guitar Hero. My roommate, he used to play Guitar Hero uh, like eight hours a day, every day. And I was like, Nathan, with all that time you waste 
playing Guitar Hero every day for eight hours a day, you can actually learn how to play Call of Duty, which is a far superior <laughs> game than Guitar Hero. You learn about history and how to murder people. It's awesome. I like to play Beatles Rock Band. That's my favorite video game. I love it. It's cool. It's awesome. And uh, uh, they have Green Day Rock Band coming out next, which that's okay. That's something, too. I grew up on, like, 80s, uh, 80s hair bands and stuff, and, and uh, I just can't wait till they have Def Leppard Rock Band. And it comes with just one drumstick. And the directions just say, figure it out. He did. Sometimes I say a joke and people are like, oh, dude, that is not cool to make fun of a millionaire one-armed drummer. It actually is cool to do that joke. And uh, there's a couple of reasons why. Reason number one, he didn't give that arm away to charity, okay? There wasn't like some sick British kid who's like, for me last wish before I die of kids cancer, I'd like the drummer from Def Leppard's arm, please. No, he lost it in a cocaine-fueled car crash. That's reason one why it's okay to laugh at that joke. And reason two why it's okay to laugh at that joke is last summer, I opened up for Def Leppard at the Taste of Naperville. Yeah. I'm not bragging, hungry brain. These are just credits that I have to my name, okay? And before they went on stage, I pulled Rick Allen aside and I told him that joke. And I'm like, is it cool to tell that joke, Rick? And he was like, yep. I'm sorry, he was like, yep, so... And that is a very good joke to do over the internet where they can't see. You want to do a little uh, audio commentary there? Uh, the first thing Marty did was uh, give an okay thumbs up type of thing with his left arm. And then he realized, oh, I'm Rick Allen. I only have one arm. Right arm. Boom. Into the right arm. Comedy. That's really good. You did a really good job of that. You really. Do you want to do DVD commentary on all my. I would have to have a comedy DVD. Yeah, but I would one. love to. And like, just have you in the bottom of the screen in your same outfit. You look ridiculous. <laughs> I look awful. You didn't even explain to people who are listening. So you have the old Chicago uh, uh, Bears Bears Bears. starter jacket. Yes. I remember when I bought that in, like, elementary school. I'm like, I'm going to pretend like I like sports. And I bought, like, (laughs) the Spurs because I thought it looked cool. And people would be like, oh, you like David Robinson? I was like, I don't know who you're talking about. (laughs) I think this looks cool. It has Spurs on the side. Uh, That was it because there were no pro wrestling jackets to get at the store. I had the one with Hulk Hogan on the back, though. I did have that, but it was, like, white, and it was just weird. It didn't really, uh, it didn't look cool. But, yeah, Weatherby's wearing a uh, Bears starter jacket. Uh, you're, you kind of look like a shitty accountant if you take the jacket <laughs> off. Like, you wear, like, brown pants, brown shoes. There's, like, a yellow shirt. It's white. White? I can't see. <laughs> it's the lights here, the lights. Hey, that's white. But, yeah, you look like a... Oh, okay. Oh, much better. Now that turn, please, yeah, turn those on. Yeah. Apparently, we're doing this for us. We are. This is. I'm sorry. Are you guys not paying attention? You look like you'd be like a like, like a librarian from a deleted scene in Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> and that's what I like about you, Weatherby. It's not all about looking cool and. No, it's not. <laughs> wearing ironic T-shirts with you. It's yeah. I'm gonna look like a. Webster's accountant on the show. You guys remember that one episode when they had to go to George and Mam took Webster to the accountant? Uh, but, then he, but then he, it was a very special Webster. Uh, George and Mam took Webster to the accountant, and they're like, oh shit, we left something in the car. And then the accountant totally molested Webster. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember that one? 
It was they had to compete with that uh, uh, different strokes where the bike mechanic from WKRP in Cincinnati molested Dudley. I'm not making that up, you guys. These are real TV shows. Google them. Do you remember the very special? Uh, this is going terribly. I know. This is uh, great. Remember how you said, is there anything that you don't want to talk about? This yeah, this set. <laughs> <laughs> this whole set. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about uh, my whole set right now, really. Uh, I'm just trying something a little different. When I do my stand-up now, I bring a, a whole podcast team on stage and just turn around, completely ignore the audience. And then talk to them. How are you doing? What are you going to do when he leaves? You'll be back. Oh, oh, that's right. You'll be back monthly. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing You'll take your monthly going. jaunts too, because I mean, this is how you pay the bills. Oh, Let's totally. be honest. This is. What are, you, way, what are you grossing to... tonight? About about twenty five grand yeah. for this show tonight? Yeah. By the way, how dare you think that I can't do this by myself? I think you could do <laughs> this by yourself. You would do a much better you. job. I, I'm I'm sure it'd be great. But I picture you like changing it up, and it'll be like. Good morning, Hungry Brain. And you'd do like a midday show. You. You'd have like a cup you. of coffee. <laughs> hey, Hungry Brain, how's everybody doing? What's going on in the news today? That Barack Obama's at it again. Yeah, and I'd be like, he's so good looking. He is dreamy. I've never been into black guys, but I see him. And you know what? I'm changing my mind about that. I'm going to switch it up. They say, uh, don't judge a book by its cover. But what if that book cover is just the title, Molesting Kids is Totally Okay? <laughs> and Weatherby's on it just going like this. Like. <laughs> then I think you can judge a book by its cover. <laughs> Do you guys read the book for dummies? Twilight? Bam! <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I've never done that in my life. I've never done that in my life. Um, everybody's got cell phones out and they're on them right now because they're bored out of their minds. Uh, do you guys have in case of emergency on your cell phones? ICE? You guys should do that when you go home tonight. ICE, put a you know, family member, close friend or something like that. So if you get in an accident or something like that, the cops or the paramedics will know how to go on your phone and call your loved ones. They can meet you at the hospital. Um, ICE, remember that. Don't make the mistake I made. I accidentally put an ICP. Got in a horrendous car crash. Two shitty clown rappers showed up at the hospital. I came out of my coma. I'm like, Shaggy Two Dope, is that you? Did you uh, cover the, gather- the gathering of the Juggalos? Did, you- did the Sun Times send you out for that one? We're going to need you to go to, uh, I don't know where it was. It was in some shitty town in Illinois. And they're like, we're going to need rock, you to, yeah. Cave Rock. Cave Rock, yeah. They fucked that shit up. <laughs> Would you be like, ah, I don't think that's a good idea. I want you to go to the gathering of the Juggalos. Three days. I want you to cover it. No, I don't think that would be a good idea. That would be awesome, though, if you were like... I mean, obviously, you have really great taste in music, but if you were just like... You just had a real sweet spot for ICP. And you just kept trying to, like, push it into the, like, weekend section. Guys, ICP is really... They're not in town, and I probably shouldn't even be saying this, but, you know, their whole back catalog is so awesome. And I really love them, and I think you guys should, too. And your editor's like, who are these people you keep talking about? Insane Clown Posse, like, they're really, really good. But they're not. We know that. <laughs> I love how people still put, like, Insane Clown Posse stickers on the back of their cars. Like, that just says, like, hey, cops, I'm a white trash piece of shit. <laughs> Pull me over. I probably have ditch weed in my sock. <laughs> like, if I'm a cop, I'd be like, I'd pull you over, and I'd be like, what are you doing? I was just driving to work. No, dummy, you have an ICP sticker on your fucking 
Geo Metro. What are you doing? I'm gonna beat you. You know that, right? I'm fucking good, man. Juggalos are good. I almost got the shit kicked out of me after a show for making fun of them. They don't like that when you make fun of the, uh, the posse. I call them the posse. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I've been a fan of them for holy shit since they dropped their first uh, <laughs> their first album entitled Oh Shit, Here It Comes. You guys remember that one? That was bootleg. I bought that directly from Shaggy Too Dope. I was like, this is too much. You're clowns and rappers? I'm buying what you're selling. If they were just clowns, I'd be like, that's awesome. If they were just rappers, I'd be like, this is amazing. I've listened to it. I love it. Clowns and rappers, I just took whatever I had in my pocket. I just started giving them. I don't want your bus ticket, fool. I'm like, I don't care. You guys are amazing. Have it all. And, uh, you know, now they're the greatest band that ever lived. So joke's on you, rest of the world. Uh, My brother just had a, uh, a little baby. Uh, cause that's how they first come out as little babies and, uh, <laughs> they don't come out big babies. Was, was, was he a big, a big, uh, kid? No, he was just perfect. Just perfect. That's right. He just came out and you're like, mm, that's just perfect. That's right. Mm. <laughs> what? Now you got it. Please, please mm. don't do crowd work with my mom. Yeah, no. <laughs> I have to. She's the only female in here pretty much. Are you single or what? What's going on with you? Come on, Mark. Is that weird to ask your mom? <laughs> mom, are you single or what? I'm divorced. Divorce? Yeah. Ooh, a divorcee. Many years. That's how I call them, divorcees. <laughs> are you dating or no? No. When was the last time you went on a date? It's going to get real queasy. It's going to get real <laughs> sexual in here. No. People who are listening, I'm, I'm uh, kind of doing a ravishing Rick Rude, but I don't know my... <laughs> just the blower half. Should we tell Brandon what's going on? The real reason you're here tonight? We're getting married! So you're not moving to Washington, D.C., because I'm your new stepfather. I'll leave you guys with a joke here. We'll do a joke. That's what, I, that's what the kids are doing now, jokes. I, uh, I recently did an uh, all-Hispanic comedy contest, and uh, as you can see, I am not all-Hispanic. I am not even un poquito Spanish. If that's a thing. <laughs> Here's why I got booked for the show. My last name is DeRosa, and the guy who booked me thought my last name was Della Rosa. And I showed up at the show, all not Della rosa E. <laughs> and he was like, oh, fuck. You're not Hispanic. I'm like, nope. And he's like, well, I'll tell you what. Just watch other comedians. You'll figure it out. And that's what I did. And uh, what I noticed was all the comedians had this like, very formulaic joke writing uh, thing that they did. And like they would all come on stage. Like the first guy came on stage, he's like, "Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm half Puerto Rican and half Australian. So as you can expect, I do my drive-bys with a boomerang." <laughs> I was like, "That is awesome." <laughs> Next guy came on stage, he's like, "Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm half Mexican and half Chinese. So as you can expect, I eat my burritos with chopsticks." <laughs> I was like, "I got this all figured out." I went up on stage. I'm like, "Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Marty." I'm half Irish and half Italian, so as you can expect, I'm very nervous around this many Hispanic people. (laughs) And that's the end of my comedy set. 
Play him off. Play it. Fucking play it. Man, oh, man. (laughs) I feel like Don DeLuise and uh, Johnny Carson. So you're going to slam a pie into my crotch real soon. (laughs) (laughs) That laugh that he would do was the greatest laugh. (laughs) I love it. All right, they don't know what we're talking about. YouTube it. (laughs) Cool kids. YouTube Don DeLuise. What are you reaching for? Gum. Do I need it? Yep. Oh. Two, really? Jesus. You're gonna be dating my mom, Jesus. <laughs> Did you have to do crowd work with my mom? Really? That was nothing. That was. I know. Absolutely nothing. I cut that off. I didn't I've ask her you. if she wants to, if she likes to be choked. Or <laughs> 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 I didn't do any of the old standards. My crowd work standards. Uh, I didn't ask her if she likes to be choked. I didn't ask her if she likes. I don't know. Can we but talk? she likes Chelsea Handler, so this is what I know about girls who like Chelsea Handler. They're all sluts. <laughs> now that your mom is, your mom might not be a slut. Tamale guy. Claudio. Every time. Guys, he's here to sell tamales. Why aren't you clapping for him? He's the best thing in the world. Claudio, the tamale guy, everybody! <laughs> Every time. Can we talk about the choking? Yes. How do you find out you like choking, people? Uh, you... you date a very dirty girl. So you were taught how to choke. I was taught. I, everybody has their, um, their own uh, you know, teacher into choking. Uh, you can't accidentally discover choking. Well, you can accidentally. I'm sure a lot of people accidentally <laughs> come into that. I had a uh, kind of like a, a horse whisperer, a, uh, choke, a choke whisperer. Uh, she helped me and, and uh, it was great. Uh, when you start to choke someone, yeah, I mean, learning the process, does it start slow? Is there a learning curve, or is it just all in? Well, there's absolutely a learning curve. I can't believe these guys at the front table don't want the tips on choking girls. Oh, you guys all know how to choke girls. I'm sorry to bother you. I'm sorry to break up enchilada fest over there. But uh, tamale, sorry. I'm racist. I can't tell the difference between a tamale and an enchilada. How dare you, Claudio? How dare you? I'll kill you. No, No, I'm joking. I'm talking to this guy in the front row right here. Not you, silly goose. Even though you've ruined hundreds of my sets by walking in bars and yelling, Tamales! He's making you stronger. I know. I don't go telling jokes where you... Well, I do. (laughs) I don't go telling jokes where you sell tamales, but apparently I do. Um... Rather than tell people how to be comedians, no one needs to be a comedian. Everyone should just stop right now. Uh, what should people do if they want to choke? Uh, how do you bring this up in a relationship? Well, uh, it's, you, you got to ease into it. Like you don't just see, I, I have a, uh, a whole uh, arsenal that I do. And you, I try to date. Hey, you have a good evening. Be safe. Okay. Thanks, Claudio, everybody. Claudio. We're partners. We planned it. <laughs> What if, gotta, what if your mom started dating him? Oh, that's great. Would that be more, would that be okay? He's got his days free. Yeah, but no, with the choking, it's just something, and you can't do it with every girl. I've dated some girls, and like I, I've hinted around to it, and they're just like, ooh, that sounds crazy. So we don't do it. It's a special kind, and of, then you initially it's a special kind of gal that likes to be choked, you know what I mean? No. Merle, you, would you let me <laughs> no. Not for you? No, I've never, no. I, mm. Mm, that's when they do that? Yeah. Mm, that's, that's when I'm yes, like, right? oh, all right, well, I'm going to get out of here. It was yeah. been... <laughs> 
cool talking to you at the bar. We're going to give Marty some gifts. Uh, yes. Marty, here's a gift. What do we have for him? I heard you. We uh, Well, you all like wrestling. Yeah. So these are old school. Triple H in China. Ooh. I, I think they're Awkward. Cops. They broke up. <laughs> Awkward. She just OD'd on uh, Benadryl the other night. Did she really? <laughs> yeah, she took five times the recommended amount. Woke up and couldn't walk, so... Yeah, clap it up for China, everybody. Who knew, who knew you could do that with Benadryl? Uh, the Rock. The Rock. He's a big movie star sellout now. And these are Pogs, I believe. They are. And then Sable. That's Sable. You know who that is? Married to the UFC uh, heavyweight champion, Brock Lesnar, now. And she lives in the middle of nowhere and gets... So these are all has Gets it from uh, a giant... Vanilla Gorilla, as we call <laughs> oh them. God, That's his old nickname, the Vanilla Gorilla. All right, and then the 45... That wasn't a horribly racist thing. First of all, he's white, so I can say that. I said Vanilla Gorilla, and some of these people are so liberal, they're like, oh my God, he just called a white guy Vanilla. I don't know about that. Ixnate on the Vanilla A. Johnny Rodriguez is 45 of We Believe in Happy Endings. That's for you, buddy. Why would you give me that? <laughs> I'll trade the music critic uh, <laughs> this for uh, some Monopoly pieces. We have give the candle. What? We have oh. one more gift for you as well. I'm getting a lot of gifts. It it's a, is this half burnt? <laughs> half burnt. I'm an optimist. This is Say Our Lady of Guadalupe. This is uh, halfway not burnt. You get an Our Lady of Guadalupe candle. That's awesome. And you can light that after you do your Hispanic jokes on stage. I will. Now you're a prop comic. Because I'm racist. (laughs) And he loves the show Glee, everybody. (laughs) We're going to end this interview with a question from the Kids Book of Questions. This is a weird show tonight. Man, this is weird. Lucy Goosey. I'd rather you don't tag me on this one on (laughs) Facebook. Are you okay, Mom? How are you doing? Marty DeRozan. You doing okay? This is the quietest I've ever seen you. (laughs) Uh, Nope. She's going to cry. All right. Between 1 and 260. Pick a number between 1 and 260, Marty. 187. 187. 187. <laughs> That's murder. It is. It is. <laughs> I was to a lot of hip-hop growing up in Indiana. If you could live someone else's life for a week just to see what it would be like, would you want to? If so, who would you pick and Why? Yes. Uh, Who would you pick? I would want to be Magic Johnson. What year? Um, you can do it now. It's fine. Now, because I, I, I wanted, like, I would love to be able to, like, I don't want AIDS, but I just want to kind of feel what it would be like for a second, just to kind of be like, oh, that's what it is. I have a feeling it would be like <laughs> if you ate too much and you're, like, pan- <laughs> like, your pants are a little too tight. Like, that's how I feel like AIDS would be. Like, you're like, oh, man, if I could just unbutton these pants, it'd be so much better. And I, I wanted to be black growing up, too, so I can, do, I can knock the, the uh, AIDS bird and the being black bird, and he's rich. Then I write a check to me. <laughs> then when this experiment was over, I would have a nice check to cash, uh, and I wouldn't have AIDS. That, that, you, that you know of. That I know of. There you go. No, I don't have AIDS because I keep gaining weight. I'm getting fatter and fatter, uh, and obviously I don't have AIDS. You know what I mean? Because I'm getting fat, right? <laughs> don't you get thinner from getting AIDS? I don't know. So Tom Hanks got skinnier in, in uh, not Forrest Gump. What was the one? <laughs> Philadelphia. I confused Bachelor Forrest Party. Gump and uh, uh, Bachelor you ever Party. Think Bachelor Party. That guy, who, his character in Bachelor Party, totally got AIDS. No, though. Wait, that was Philadelphia Part 1. Yeah. So Philadelphia was just a sequel to Bachelor <laughs> Party. 
You know that he... And that, Joe that versus guy. the Volcano was like the prequel to all of it. Yeah. Okay. This gum is amazing. You don't like your stage mother. Party. I love you, but this is never going to end. Like your mother. What? <laughs> No, you're very nice. Your mom's very nice. You can check out Marty every Friday and Saturday at the Red Bar Comedy. And uh, where else are you going to be Comedians at? You Should Know. Comedians uh, You Should Know. Red Bar Comedy Club. Comedians You Should Know, one of the best nights in the city. Both of those, good nights. You should go to those. It's real good nights. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Marty DeRose, everybody. Daniel Knox is coming up. Jeremy, play some tunes. All right, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. I really appreciate it. Marty DeRosa was great. Thomas Connor was great. Here's a man on stage uh, right now is, is Daniel Knox. I've known Daniel Knox for almost 10 years at this point. And uh, Daniel and I, when we first met, we hated each other. Is that correct, sir? Uh, I hated you. Why did you hate me? Well, because uh, you were 19 and you talked about Nirvana all the time. Yeah, isn't that Nirvana band great? <laughs> yeah, they're great. You like them? Uh, you Could know, you sound further like Nirvana than how you already sound now? Uh, a bit. I I like them okay. I like the Unplugged album. It's all right. You know. Why did you be? That's the only reason you hated me. No, I uh, hated you because you were loud and because you were, uh, you know, obnoxious and. How has any of that changed? You just, you don't seem to hate I've me now. I've become more loud and obnoxious. Okay, so, so you you've probably... lowered your standards to my level. Well, no, I think the big thing was I was I I I had all these ideas that I was going to play shows where I wanted to play shows, and we had an argument all the time that you used to say, "Well, you've got to play shows wherever. You've got to play shows." All the time, you got to play really bad shows. To people's get to really basements good shows. and things yeah. like that. And then uh, when I actually started to play real shows, I realized uh, you were right. And um, yeah. So now, yeah, now we're friends. <laughs> uh, Daniel writes my favorite music in the world, um, and he, uh, I don't know if this is true or not. Don't laugh at that. That's true. Don't fuck it up. How you doing? You glad you said yes to this? Yeah, I feel okay with it. You know, I mean, I don't think we we've known each other a while. I don't think you're gonna bully me like you did, poor Thomas. No. Yeah, I'm sorry, Thomas. You're right. Um, how, wh- are you sad? Do you have to be sad to write a sad song? Do you have to be happy to write a happy song? No. Do you have to be angry to write what you write? Uh, I have to be angry. I don't know if anybody else does. That's that's sort of my. My issue. <laughs> Let's just stare each other down for a while. <laughs> you won. Okay. Yeah. We're going to uh, close this interview like we close every interview with musicians for a reason. <laughs> with a question from the Kids Book of Question. Daniel, I need you to pick. I think you'd enjoy this. Between a number uh, 1 and 260. 111. 111. If your parents lost their jobs and you had to try to, su- try to help support your family, what sorts of things would you do to earn money? Uh... My parents would probably figure figure out their own thing. I don't think I would really... I mean, I would help them out if I had any money, but 
I kind of think that they would be all right. Are you very rich? I am uh, very not completely in debt. You should be rich. All right. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> now make it happen. Uh, Esmeralda, what do we have for Daniel? We have some gifts oh, for you. Um, so I don't know if you ever get writer's block writing your songs and no. such. But if you do, uh, here's an anime puzzle. All right. That might spark something. And a Just little think of that anime puzzle in my mustache, and I'm sure there's a song waiting oh. to be written. A little right mini there. Oh, but the darts are magnets. They're not actually like weaponized. Oh, no. they're not. They're Whatever. not weaponized. So. And then also, because you drink oh, coffee. Oh shit! Yeah, so I you, actually. Uh, that's actually a dark. good gift. There you go, buddy. A real gift. What? You don't like? Your no, anime I like them puzzle? all. But this is I can use. And this. then uh, Tully's coffee, Italian roast. Oh. Thanks. Very nice. I don't know what you liked. Uh, Daniel has scored all my films, <laughs> and uh, I apologize for you for putting you through that. And thank you, Daniel. Oh, man. Uh, thank you're my you. favorite. He's going to play a set, and um, if you've seen him before here, um, I don't know. I don't think you could fuck this up. It'd be kind of great if you tried to. So you want to try to fuck it up? I'll try to fuck it up. All right, let's do it. Stick around. Give us five minutes. Daniel Knox is going to play. Thanks for sticking around, everybody. All right, Jeremy Traumerk, everybody. He's been great all evening. Check out his bands, everybody. Otter Petter and the Ragtones. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Daniel Knox, everybody. Daniel Knox. So uh, I'd like to thank Brandon for uh, having me uh, follow a very accomplished pianist. It's very thoughtful. Jeremy's really excellent, so... Once upon a time, there was a man He was standing where you're standing now But no one's heard from him once upon a time there was a girl But a girl has other ways to pay Are you a married man? When you owe me, you owe me You don't want to know me I say hi to your friends See how far upon a time there was a boy he said things a boy should never say I crushed his skull and teeth and broke his neck and once upon a time there was a corpse hard to say if it was boy or girl from what was left behind when you owe me, you owe me, you don't want to know me. I'll sneak into your house. I'll be as quiet as a little 
were late to church God may forgive you but the devil will follow you home and crawl in bed with you and if you were late for me I'd take an axe to everything you love or my started making calls on it and um, a fellow knocked on my door a few months later this is true and uh, presented me with a $300 phone bill and you can laugh at that Brandon but uh, this fellow followed me to work and uh, followed me home from work and told me he had a man watching in the, uh, you know, from the other end of the hall, and he used to live in my apartment, and would I pay him? So I did, and uh, then he came back, and he asked for a hundred dollars for a contract that he'd had drawn up, saying that I owed him more money, and, um, Be afraid of the man behind the door or the three-legged dog. Be afraid of the man the victim who survives be afraid be afraid when you don't know what to do be afraid be afraid because I'm afraid of you
be afraid of the invisible form be afraid when they leave you all alone be afraid of the newspaper be Skyscraper I won't be in your corner when the honeymoon's Warmception The Great Deception Or the Grocery Clerk Or your right to Be afraid, be afraid when you don't know what to do. Be afraid, be afraid because I'm afraid of you. Thanks. I like I like how these keys only just make a sort of click noise. It almost it almost sounds like you're getting a text. Uh so <laughs> my uh my mother was a liberal atheist and my father's a, a conservative Christian and they divorced each other. But um you know, it, it, it put me somewhere in the middle of everything. And uh, I don't exactly believe in God, but I believe in his wrath. And um, I, like, I like him as a character more than an actual, you know, possibility.
Why would God put the keys in the ignition of the car just to see how I feel? Or permission to steal? Why would God make a man with no virtue in his life put the man in a room with my wife? Is it a test of my will? Or permission to kill? From the storm to the drought There's never a doubt What he can sun directly in my eyes just to bump into you or for something to do why would God push the hand where the hand should never go into flesh or into fire If, uh, I've just got a couple more real quick here, but uh, if somebody could see fit to bring me a, a glass of seltzer water with a lime in it, uh, I might help this song digest a little bit. Uh, this is a song about a ghost, and it's, uh, it's going to be on iTunes, uh, I think October 9th or October 10th which is appropriately, oh, thank you very much, is appropriately when uh, my next show is going to be with Fawn Fables at Shuba's October 10th. And uh, so...
place beneath the stairs Reaching for a groping palm Or vacant stairs Call the cops, call one of your well-meaning friends Time will see them scatter off To fight what they defend Sometimes, actually, I think, just said war on the cover. And it <laughs> there are worse things than a crowd. And though to break away is frowned upon, it's usually allowed. And if there's anything to take away from lessons you've been taught It's probably that you ought to do it On your own, all alone In a room or on the town It doesn't matter who's around Every day a second chance It's still the same old song Sun will crash into the moon 
But we will still have breakfast They'll handle the world The monkeys and dogs Rip it apart like Lincoln logs Makes you want to kill someone Getting older, getting fatter People asking what's the matter Smile and say God bless you When you kill me every day The public and the private way You gotta go sometime You gotta go sometime soon Husband and wife Oh, what a horrible, contemptible, miserable life Imbeciles with alibis Imbeciles that multiply Looking for the answer Tell me where to go Billboards for my favorite show Syphilis and cancer Syphilis and cancer Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody, for sticking around. Daniel Knox is my absolute favorite. You're playing where with? I'm playing Shubas, October 10th with Fawn Fables. Shubas, October 10th with Fawn Fables. Uh, Daniel is my absolute favorite. Uh, he'll be playing with your full band, right? Yes. And your band is amazing. Your drummer's here. He's one of my favorites. You have a Saw player. You play the movie Saw while you play <laughs> music. Yep. It's fa- it's just fantastic. Um Thank you, Daniel. Thanks for uh, hanging oh, thanks around. thanks for having me. Did I tell you that I sang that song at a reading I did? Did you? I, no, um, you did tell me that. You, I, told, me yeah. you, you told me you read it. I, I, I know. I sang it. I sang Armageddon's song a cappella, and uh, it was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't believe that. Oh, I've never done anything awkward. This is just smooth. Um, <laughs> you're my favorite. Uh, continue to know me. Here's audio proof. Uh, can we have a verbal agreement that you have to score everything I ever do when I ask you? Uh, uh, what? Okay, good. Uh, so Daniel's going to score my films and make them good. Thanks, Daniel. Marty DeRosa was in a film of mine. I apologize, Marty. You were fantastic. I was annoying. I had Marty. Um, it was, did you ever see this film Rope Audience? All of you at once know? Okay. Rope is a film by Alfred Hitchcock, and it's all... Shut up. It's all one take. Okay, am I, okay Jude, uh, one of my favorites. Jude was in another film of mine. Anyways, uh, Marty had to redo the exact same, uh, the entire film in blocks. It was all one take, and they were going nuts, and they did a great job. And we shot that here, and a lot of the people that were in the band, whatever. It's just a sick love fest. Thomas, 
Thank you for sticking around. Um, I'm, I'm really glad that you did. And um, if you want to punch me in the face, I won't try to hit back. I wish, so. I wish you were sticking around, Brandon. You're going to Washington, D.C. Yeah. I love that everyone is giving me guilt. Yeah. It's so nice. Um, well, nobody wants to visit you in Washington, D.C. I'll visit you. I'm going to be back once a month doing this all show. Right. Tell your fucking friends to show up, and I'll come more often, all right? <laughs> hey. <laughs> the end. Mom, I love you. Did you have an okay time? Are you angry with me? No. Are you lying? She's saying no, audience listening at home. Did I make you mad at all? No. She says no, everybody. Um, Mom, I still don't believe in God. Okay. <laughs> that Catholic education is going to waste. You keep banging priests, and I won't do anything. It's a joke. It's not a joke. She, it's, it's a sick, sick reality. Daniel, will you play, like, one or two songs not recorded just for the crowd tonight? Do you if have you any? Like. I have a few. I think the crowd really wants yeah. to all right. And I think this is a great way to end. Listener at home, you're, you're very important to me, but these people in the bar are much more important to me. Uh, too bad. I'm hitting stop right now. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful evening. Mom, I love you. Uh, I will be back in a month. Don't kill yourself. Goodbye, everybody. Follow us on Twitter at YMTE. Friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash YouMeThemEverybody. And for details on Monday and Tuesday nights at The Hungry Brain, go to YouMeThemEverybody.com.